Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, maestro. Intro, please. You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. <laughs> My name's Joe, along with Aaron. What's going on, Aaron? I don't know. You tell me. Your wife got on the podcast. We have a very special guest today. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> What's my lo- up? My lovely wife, Tanya, is on the show today. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. And for everybody who's listening, the voice that you hear in the beginning of our podcast is none other than... This one right here. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Yo, it was hilarious. So we're getting set up. Now, we've been doing this show for like a year, right? We actually, I just saw that on Facebook. We're over a year, dude. It's like just over a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Todd Which Lynch on all- a year ago today. Doesn't seem that Was long. Was that like the first one we did or it something? It's one of the first ones. Which is awesome, by the way. Congratulations to ourselves. Right. That's right. Congrats. Makes us feel, yeah. And <laughs> thank you for all of our listeners out there. But my wife has not been on here yet. No. This is her first, she's on the intro for every episode that please share why <laughs> that counts no we can't talk about why <laughs> <laughs> no the why of it is because you have three children which is that i okay so we're, Get we're with it man <laughs> we're doing this podcast at our house right now me and Aaron and my wife are in this room recording the show where the door's locked <laughs> poor shelby is sitting out there <laughs> With our six-year-old, three-year-old, and seven-month-old baby. <laughs> All girls. We're going we're gonna to see how this goes. We have a babysitter, so does this count as a date? <laughs> there it you does. Go. There it you does. Go. <laughs> it's an interesting date. That's right. It does. But anyway, so we were getting set up to do the show. Now, my wife has not been on here yet, okay? So she comes in, and she's like, okay, how do you do this? What are we doing, you know? And then just grabs the microphone and, like, <laughs> slams it towards her. Because she used to be a DJ and knows how to do all this stuff anyway. It's been a long time. There you go. That was forever ago. That's like a lifetime ago. So Yeah, but you did it. I did it. Yeah. It was a radio show. It was. It was in Johnson City, Tennessee. Ooh. It was my first year of college. I did not you know, last very long there. It was like a year and then I transferred to UNF. But uh, Hey, yeah. DJ. Yeah, we did 50s, 60s, and 70s. It was uh, TNT, Tori and Tanya. Isn't that kind of funny, Tori? Yeah. You see that? She's like already, this is like natural. You guys for her. are made for each other. You know how many people tell me, oh, and that one guy, that one guy, he, he, his voice is made for the radio. Uh, you're talking about Joe. Yep. I, yep. Yep. People <laughs> I always say it. I can't hear it for myself. I know. So I was just talking to Aaron about this. I say, you know, and you know what I'm saying a lot. And I have no idea why, but I'm trying to curb back on that. Is that on your, um, your goal board? It like, is, it is not. Yeah. I'm not ready to actually What put did it. you rate yourself at the last week? I gave myself a four. Okay. Because the week before, I gave myself a three, so I got to score myself a little bit better, but I can't give myself a five because that means like I'm on firing on all cylinders, which I know I'm not. Do you have a chart or do you keep it mentally? He has a chart. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I keep my own rating scale. I'm I know. Yeah. Generous. She'll go. She'll go. He's like, I gave myself a four. I'm like, Mm-hmm. I know. I, I swear to that she is not lying. I'm not. I told her. I said I gave myself a four, and she just looks at me. I go, "What?" 
And she's like, no, nothing. You're good. You're good. And I'm like, what? I was like, for like five minutes, I'm trying to like pry it out of her. And it comes out on your radio show. <laughs> I say like 3.5. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. But I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thanks. Yeah. So, so Tanya, what's your sobriety date? 4-10-2010. Oh, you're, what, you just passed. I did. What month is it? It's, it's the, June, Erin. Early well, June. My yeah, birthday yeah. is coming up. Anyways. Happy early birthday. What day is your birthday? <laughs> 17th. June 17th. Gemini, baby. There you go. Yeah. Gemini all day. That's good stuff. That's nice. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Another year old. I'm cl- getting closer to 30, but we won't talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Savor it. It goes by fast. Yeah. I'm yeah. feeling it. That's funny. Oh, yeah. So so tell us about, about yourself, Tanya. So what was it like? Uh, you said April, what was that? April 10th? So 10, 10, yeah. What happened on uh, April 9th? You know what? Nothing really. Uh, it just got to a point where I was just done. I was just done. And actually, a lot kind of went up to that date that you think would have been my bottom, but I just kept going. You know, you just grabbed a shovel. You think you're at bottom. You just keep digging to the next right. level. You know, you just keep going lower and lower. And it was funny. It was like nothing really happened that was earth shattering at that point. I just couldn't keep drinking i just really couldn't i was just like you know what i hate my life i hate the way i feel i don't like my environment i mean there was nothing that i could look around at my life and say this is where it's at you know i was just like over it and so uh i remember you know calling um and i knew i knew i was getting ready to be done and i was gonna call you know my parents and like okay i surrendered but before i did that i was like i need to get drunk because it's gonna (laughs) be my last time absolutely yeah but i got to a point where it was like i had that I think it was, what was it? It may have been like vodka, like my favorite vodka drink. It was called Pink Panty Droppers. Oh, it was. nice. It was. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's a good one right there. Yeah. It was. I still remember. Oh, I would like pregame it with that one, man. I tell you, it was it was potent. But uh, Pink Panty Droppers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, okay, so pink lemonade, and then you put that in like a big, you know, whatever. And then you have uh, Sprite. You dump a whole thing of Sprite in there, and then you fill up, you know, the concentrated pink lemonade carton full of vodka, and you throw that in there. And oh, you mix she it up. was going big. So you made bulk. Oh, I did. I made bulk because my pregame drink was like a big thermos. I mean, it was big. It was big. Yeah, I could put Well, that's it. like jungle juice kind of yeah. sort of. Because yeah. we used to make jungle juice when I we know, were I'm like I'm familiar teenage. with jungle juice. Yeah, we'd get, get a whole cooler, dump a bag of ice in there, and then you dump, oh yeah, you got you know, your, your punch or whatever, your Sprite, and then the Everclear. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you play beer pong with that instead of beer. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Horrible. So, yeah. had you ever tried to get sober before? Yeah, I did. Um, no, you actually had a little bit of time before. I did. Right? Like yeah. a couple of years, right? Or no, maybe not that long. Well, but. it depends on what timeline we're on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you when I, I'll finish answering the question, though, is um, so nothing happened. I tried to get drunk. I was trying to drink my favorite drink and I couldn't swallow it. Like it was getting stuck in my mouth. Like I couldn't physically swallow yeah. it. And I was getting really mad because I was like, man, this is supposed to be my last time and I can't even make it enjoyable. But then that just kind of solidified that none of it was enjoyable. Right. You know, like uh, mentally, yeah. spiritually, I was just done. And then uh, and then I called my parents the next day and I was like, I'm done. What do I need to do? So that was kind of just how I started. But I did have some time. So I have two white chips. Um, the first time I was pretty young, I was like 22, 23 when I came in the program and yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
you know, not enough happened, I think, with my drinking career. I knew I had other problems, like I was popping pills here and there. I really liked that because I was chasing the high and I, I thought it was fantastic. But I didn't like go completely off the uh, deep end with that. I had an eating disorder, which was completely out of control. And um, I knew I had a problem with that. But drinking, I was just beginning. And so we had like three consecutive deaths in the family. It was like, boom, boom, boom. I didn't know how to handle it. You know, I didn't know how to handle yep. emotions and things of that nature. So I went out with um, my mom and my then sister-in-law and they were talking about the program and they were talking about, you know, reaching a bottom and, um, you know, AA stuff that, you know, I heard because I grew up around the program. My stepfather, um, now deceased, he was a sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I would always go to these meetings and um, they, what they were saying just really resonated with me and it made too much sense and I was like maybe I need to try out this program and so I um I, you know, went and got my white chip and I, I cried for like the first 30 days. I mean, I was like <laughs> sobbing like every single meeting. I was just crying, crying, crying. And uh, I, I got involved. I mean, I did the deal. I got a sponsor. I was going to meetings every day, sometimes two, three a day if I had the day off. I mean, I was like in it. I gotten really involved in like YPG. Uh, the problem was is I didn't really feel like alcohol was the problem because I didn't have that much experience with it. So I was just <laughs> like, I have all these Makes problems. Sense. Yeah, but I was like, I, I don't think that alcohol is really the problem. And then after some time, I was feeling really good about myself because I was doing the steps. I was doing it thoroughly too. Like I was really putting like every ounce of my energy into becoming a new person because they say, hey, you know, the more thorough you are, um, you know, you'll change. You won't be that same person anymore. And I was like, let me be that. I will do that. Tell me what I need to do. I will be a different person because I couldn't stand myself. And um, I was doing the work, but you know what? That that thought would not go away. It was just gnawing at me, and it was you overreacted. You're not an alcoholic. Yep. You still, you know, maybe you'll drink normally. Maybe it was just the situation that you were in. Well, you that's the obsession. It. Exactly. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I, I was uh, almost two years sober and then I decided, let me go clubbing. I want to ha have fun. You know, maybe I overreacted with everything. So let me just start to figure life out and just have fun. So I was going clubbing. And of course, you meet some people that are drinking and, you know, was probably like maybe a month or two later, I just, I started drinking and I was really upset because you think like the first drink, you hadn't had a drink in a couple of years, you're a lightweight. That wasn't the case. Like I was like throwing back a couple of drinks and I wasn't feeling anything and I was getting really mad because I was like, how am I not <laughs> getting drunk right now? Like yeah. I should be completely like on the floor. And um, I I really escalated very quickly and uh, I, I was getting alcohol poisoning and it just got really out of control very, very quick. And I, I was trying to get sober. I was trying to put some time together. I couldn't do it. I was playing those games that we all play, you know, like, hey, let me not drink the the hardcore liquor. Let me just go with the wine coolers. Right, right. But then that doesn't that's not as much fun because you're still wanting to get the same amount of drunk if sure. you're being honest with yourself. Yeah. So that yeah, it didn't last long. But I would play those little games to like reward myself just to say I'm not an alcoholic. Right. I put together maybe 30 days. And I think I probably cut it short because I was like, oh, that's good enough. I, I put, a you know, maybe 20 days I together. Did yeah, yeah, I did it. Let's congratulate myself and go out and celebrate. So, yeah, that was that was how I was rolling with that. And, uh, yeah, it took uh, probably two years to come back uh, to the program. 
And I even try to go to, you know, some of the clubhouses. I'd show up late. I'd be shaking like a leaf in the corner. People would see me and I'd be like, oh, God, they don't want me here. You know, it's like everybody's talking about you all the time, but in a negative way. That's like how my mind works. And then uh, when it came time for the chips, I was out. I was like, I can't do it. And then I would sometimes stop at a a liquor store on the way home. I was like, I guess I'm not done, you know, and that was frustrating, too, because I thought, at what point am I going to really be done to surrender? You know, I mean, I was living with this person that was completely crazy and, you know, would, uh, I couldn't tell him I was trying to get sober. I mean, heaven forbid, right. you know, because we were drinking partners basically. And, you know, if I try to cut back, it would be this pressure. You got to drink. And then, uh, when I finally surrendered and I was like, all right, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I didn't tell him for a couple weeks. Cause when I did, you thought I slapped him in the face. <laughs> and then it was like going out to eat was I'm going to order your favorite drinks in front of you and gush over how great they are. Yeah. And that was painful. Oh my gosh. My first year was so painful, but, um, it was actually kind of funny. So I do want to mention this. So, um, the day I surrendered, I, I called my mom and I was like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. And and she's like, call your dad. So I'm like, okay. So I call my dad. It's probably like afternoon-ish. You know, there's the noon meeting going on. And, uh, you know, I talked to him for a little bit. I told him I'm done. He's like, all right. He was a board member over at um, Gateway. And he's like, I can get you over there for a meeting. Um, you know, we'll see what I can do. So this is, you know, Friday. And then, um, well, let me back up. So after that, I'll tell that in a minute I get a call right after I hang up the phone and yeah I'm like talking to your ear get, up right get now. it girl like, get no, it go get for it, it. Right, go okay. for it alright so anyway just kidding alright uh, <laughs> so I um, I get a call right after I hang up the phone and uh, with my mom or with my dad and um and it was my the first sponsor that I had in the program. And I thought, oh, they're on to me. Yeah. Like, they're they're huddling. He told them at the noon meeting. Now they're going to call me and they're going to try to get me back in, you know. And I was all paranoid. And I asked her, I was like, my dad just talked to you, didn't he? And uh, she paused and she goes, no. Actually, he didn't. I, I was just thinking of you and um, you're really heavy on my heart. And I just wanted to, you know, call and see how you're doing. And I was like, oh, okay. And I told her, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. I told her about some of the stuff that was going on. And she goes, meet me at St. Nick's tomorrow morning at, what was it, 7 a.m.? I think, I think so. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I haven't been to that one forever. And um, and I said, okay. Um, so I met her there. I picked up a white chip. Very different experience. I was numb, completely yep. numb. There was no emotion. It was just like, I'm a zombie. I just go, I get my white chip. I'm just like, okay. Um, and then the best thing that could ever happen. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Uh, so they got me into gateway on that Monday. So they couldn't get me in that Friday. The, the next available, you know, spot to talk to somebody was Monday, but you know, strike when the iron's hot. If I got in on that Friday, I would have gone impatient, but because it was the weekend, I went to a meeting, put up my white chip by that Monday overreacted. Sure. I'm not going impatient. I'm not doing any of it. <laughs> I may go to a meeting here, you know, at, you know, Gateway, meet with a counselor a couple times, but nah, I'm not doing all that. So yeah, that moment had passed. I refused to do like any kind of treatment program, but I did stick with AA. I was, I was going and it was funny. The day I picked up my white chip, I had to go to like this birthday party for like the six year old girl. And it was this huge drinking party. I felt really bad. You know, it was like I was starting to see things a little bit clearly. Even on my first day, I was like, this is kind of messed up. Everybody's drinking like fish. And it's supposed to be this little kid's birthday party. Right. And this girl had this Smirnoff. And I, I was drinking a lot of Smirnoff. And, um, 
And it was a new flavor, and she handed it oh, to yeah. me. Can't yeah. pass over the new flavor. That's right. It was like, oh, but it was interesting because when she handed me the Smirnoff, she was like in mid-reach, and I recoiled. You know how the book talks about we recoil? Yeah. yeah. And I immediately recoiled, and I was like, no, I'm good. And they kind of looked at me funny because I'm not one to ever back away from a drink, especially right. a Smirnoff at that time because I like those. And uh, they were just like, okay, whatever. You know, they probably thought I was like pregnant or something. <laughs> I was not the kind of back away from a drink. But uh, yeah, so I um, I don't know. It's just, I've been sober since, uh, you know, 2010. You know, it's not been easy, but, you know, you stick with it because, you know, that's what works. You know, you just figure out, you figure out the program that works for you. I did the cookie cutter way for a long time, a really long time, where they say, you do what I do, you, you'll stay sober. And I, I did that for a very long time. And I uh, you know, went to meetings every single day. I called my sponsor every single day. Every decision I made, I'd run it by my sponsor. I mean, I did that for years and years and years. And then uh, you know, my sponsor started having some aha moments where she was like, you know, this is a little militant. And then I started having these moments where I was like, you know, it really is. And, you know, we kind of backed away from that a little bit. She's like, you know, I, I know that you're sober, you're good, uh, you know, call me. It doesn't have to be every single day. If you want to do every other day, that's okay. And I'm just like, that's foreign. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been an evolution of change. And, uh, and the thing that doesn't change, the thing that grows and continues to grow is that, that spiritual part, the spiritual, uh, you know, growth that you just have to experience to stay sober. Me is that, that connection with God. And, you know, every day I have to be praying. I mean, I don't really tell Joe how much I pray because it's like, I don't really. Oh, trust me. I know you do. No, I know. I know. But like, I have all these YouTube preachers I that know, I watch. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I do. I love well, them. And it's crazy that you bring up the spirituality thing because it's like so you know coming into this program i did exactly what you did the cookie cutter i've never heard of it that way but i like that like exactly do as i say and you'll stay sober and cookie that's what cutter I've done. dude and that's what i've done and then you know I, meeting you and joe and it's like you guys it's just so crazy to watch the program work um through people you know what i mean like your spirituality I barely know you, but you sponsor my fiance. And so therefore I'm getting sponsored from you through my fiance, <laughs> but, but unintentionally, it's not like she tries to sponsor me. It's, I watch her do things or I watch her say things and it kind of, Oh, well, that kind of makes some sense, you know? And that's, I, I've bragged on you guys to my sponsor a lot because you guys do work differently than what I've seen, you know? And the spirituality is there and it's alive and you can see it, you know? So it's like where you walk into a clubhouse or Joe loves calling them clubhouses. God, you walk into a clubhouse and you see all these people happy and, and doing the deal. And, the, and they are, yeah. they, they are, yeah. they got some character defects, but oh, they, they all do. Yeah. They, they, they are, you know, and, but they're working in a different way and they have their own set of spirituality, you know, where I think more of their God is the group of drunks where, you know, where I can see you guys have more of a um, power greater than yourself that you've sought out and found. So I think that's really freaking cool and that you're helping people without knowing you're helping them. <laughs> 
It's amazing. It is. It is pretty amazing. And she does. She calls her sponsor all the time and talks to her and does all of it. Unlike Joe. It's fucking amazing how she's married to my ass. And like, I haven't like completely pushed her You're just now amazed by that? Oh, no, no. She amazes me every day. (laughs) So so my real question is, is did you 13th step Joe? No, no. He has more time than me. So you 13th stepped her? No, we, I have had that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's funny is that our sobriety date is literally a week apart. It is seven days apart. Seven days apart, but a but, year. But a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if April 10th, April 17th. Yeah, there I think I had two years sober when we started Damn, dating. Damn, I missed three. it this year? Some, something like, what do you mean missed it? Oh, I was going to give you a chip, bro. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Don't do it. April 17th. You want to know it. what? If you gave me one, I would accept it. Oh, you, you wouldn't have a choice. I would have a choice. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. But you know, Joe actually, when you know I have any kind of like issue or something comes up, I always ask his advice. I mean, he has some seriously like solid advice. He does. He's smiling at me right now. But I try. Well, I do. talk, I run everything by you too. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is helpful. Like, I don't, <laughs> except, except when I go to strike zone fishing. <laughs> no, I just give you a look. That's right. Yeah. I hide. Mm-hmm. So how I always much did ask. You spend? <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what I ask. I'm yeah. like, how much did you spend there? That's right. He's like, oh, well, you don't understand. There was a great deal. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was a good you're deal. You're one of those, Joe? Oh, trust me. When it comes to like, yeah, like fishing gear, sure. <laughs> but anyways, that's not what this show is about. This, this show is about cookie cutter AA. What? Enhancing your spiritual territory. There you go. Huh? Enhancing your spiritual territory. No, and but that's what it's all about, though. It is. You know what I mean? It and is. you know, you said the group of group of drunks, right? Right. That's what it was for me when I first got here. For my first, that's what it was for me. My first handful of years. Well, yeah, no, it was like I didn't, I didn't have any real belief in a god or you know anything like that. Dude, that that shit takes practice. It it takes time, but it takes time and discipline and discipline, and you Mm got to, you'll figure it out. But you might be led in some really weird directions. So you said last podcast or one of the last podcasts I'm to trying, keep an open mind. I'm trying to tell you, I was having a conversation with, uh, I, I was probably talking about that on the last podcast, having a conversation with the kid that I sponsored yeah, over yeah, this yeah. stuff. Like spirituality and the whole uh, God of your own understanding, it can get, it can get pretty deep and it can get, it can lead you into directions that you would never have ever thought about. Or directions that you may a direction that you may have scoffed at earlier on. Yeah, if that makes any sense. No, I can see that early in sobriety, it's like, oh, I would never, you know, be part of that religion, or I would never right. be part of, I would never believe in a god like that. And it's like you fast forward several years, and there you are. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of interesting. And everybody's got their own, everybody's got their own thing. But so I've been really trying my best to. Uh, kind of explore that avenue. My wife knows all about that over the last, what, handful of years, right? Mm -hmm. It's like wanting to get a deeper understanding of God and what that really means to me. It's easy to sit around and say, and you know this, Aaron. Oh, absolutely. You know that. It's easy to sit around in in recovery or in meetings or Uh in sobriety and say, yeah, a God of my understanding, I pray to God, I do that. But, But as you're saying that, not really have any idea what the hell that God even is. Exactly. To you. Like you're, you're sitting there telling everybody, oh, I pray to God every day. And 
you don't even really know what exactly you're praying to. I mean, that's exactly where I'm at. So right. It can get it can get we weird, have the man. Spiritual guru on right. the on the podcast. What does spirituality look like to you? What are some things that you've become disciplined in that you do to broaden your relationship with your higher power? Actually, you know, things changed for me drastically over COVID. And when I was furloughed from my job and I had the kids, a lot of the clubhouses were closed. But because I have the kids, I can't really go to a lot of these meetings. Right. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do? And that's when I really had to surrender and say, "Okay, God, like, I believe in you, but I know that you have a path for me, but I don't know what this looks like. I need you to show me what this looks like, because I'm doing sobriety. But is this the way I'm supposed to be doing sobriety? You know, like you got to be number one in my life because I don't really I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's yeah. like I'm just fumbling through life. I got the kids. I'm trying to, you know, figure out what to do. I mean, it was jackass just... husband over here. No, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. just a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> You're great. But no, there's just so much. And so, you know, what it looks like is just one second at a time. And sometimes that's what it is, is one second at a time just saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this go. And I play tug of war with God a lot. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to you. I'm not going to worry about it. I want you to take this. And then in the next second, I find myself taking it back and then complaining about it and then like weeping to Joe about it. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And then I'm like, okay, God, let me try this again. It's repetitive. It's, it's, you know, keep doing it. And then when you see something happen, then you're like, oh, now I see what you're doing. What I realized over time and just you keeping at it is that God sees the bigger picture. I only see what's in front of me. You know, it's almost like the runner analogy. Like when you're running in the dark and you have a flashlight in front of you, all you see is what's in front of your feet. And you only see enough that you're not going to trip and stumble over a rock. But God sees everything around you. He sees your path. He sees where you're going. And that's what I have to remember is that's what God does is he's like, here, this is where I want you to go. You may not see it, but I do. You got to trust me. So that's what I have to cling to. And I saw that over and over and over again. Like, with my job, I, um, you know, I had to trust him because, you know, I was struggling with some things, um, with, with my job and we'll get into the specifics. But, um, you know, I was just like, man, like I really was so excited about, you know, my, this opportunity. This is a couple years ago. This is before COVID. And, um, and I was really just really upset about, you know, kind of where I was, it's my career. And, um, and I was, you know, almost yelling at God in the car. That's the thing is, is my God that I understand. He doesn't care if you're mad at him and you're yelling at him. He's just happy you're talking to him. He wants to know what's in your head. He wants to know what's going on in your life because he already sees it. He just wants to be a part of it. Right. And that's what I found. And so I'm like yelling at God. I'm crying. I'm just like, oh, and then shortly thereafter, COVID hit and all of us went remote. And the problem that I was facing is no longer a problem. And so I was like, ugh, that kind of, I always remember that. And I always talk to my sponsees about that because that's what I always have to remember. And, and, And that applies to every situation. I just have to hang on in the moment. You know, I mean, if I allow God to be a part of my life, it's like he's either everything or he's nothing. And for me, if I choose for him to be everything, then I have to give him everything. But that doesn't mean that I know what I'm doing. That just says, okay, I don't know how to handle the situation. God, I'm going to pray to you about it right now. And then maybe you're going to show me the next step. And that's where it starts. And that's where I just have to keep going to. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know you do. Please just take this situation. That's why with my sponsees, you know, it's like, I keep telling them, you got to pray. Did you pray about it? 
You know, I want you to pray about it. I want you to meditate about it. Hey, write it out. I want you to see it. Let's talk about it. But first, we're going to pray about it. Because that, I mean, that's what gives us the guidance. And that's what I found what keeps me sober. Because you know what? I know that Alcoholics Anonymous works. It's worked for me. But God's the one that's going to separate me from that drink. You know, because that group isn't going to appear if it's me at the bar. You know, God's going to appear. And he's going to be like, no, no. Because I had that happen before, too. I'm hanging out with these group of girls. They're drinking. I used to go to these happy hours with them thinking, oh, I can hang out with them. It's going to be totally fine. One of the outings, um, this is like Isabel was very little. One of the girls ordered this new drink. What's up with these new drinks? Right. Right. And of course, the first thought I had in my mind was, I wanted to see what that tastes like. Right. And for whatever reason, I said nothing. I didn't reach for it. I just, I held it together like i i didn't even say anything to this chick where everything in my brain was saying hey ask her if you can try that drink yeah see what it tastes like hey maybe it's great you know but i didn't do it and i was like thank you god that you know i didn't do it and i just feel like god was intervening and you know what it worked itself out that i don't hang out with those people anymore because i figured that i don't need to be around people if i'm going to be tempted that's just not where i need to be a little freaking fireball ain't she Bro, I can handle that. That's the most I've ever heard her talk in her life. Who you who you (laughs) telling? That's why I love her. And like you know, you know how like you go to different meetings, and like when you switch your meetings up, like you sit in a room and it's different people, and in all reality, they're saying the same shit. Everybody else is saying in the meetings you've been going to, but you're sitting there in this new meeting, and you're like, oh my gosh, why have I never heard this stuff before? And like, it's the same shit everybody else has been saying everywhere else around town. That's that's the experience I just had with Tanya right now. Huh? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hot. That's huh. right. I'm glad I can help. <laughs> Screaming got some. He just wants to hear you. I can do that. Yeah. That's right. But you know, it's funny talking about spirituality. You know, me and my wife have similar and also different views on spirituality and God and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. She said, oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's cool because I get to watch her, like, develop that. You know what I mean? And it's cool because it's like some of the stuff that she's into, like, for her spiritual, uh, you know, need, whatever, is different from mine. (laughs) But I'm able to, like at least be, you know, encouraging of that and, you know, talk to her about it and, you know, maybe participate or, you know, but it's, it's, it's I, I think it's really awesome. Hell yeah, man. I think it's who awesome. Wants a, who wants a spouse that, that isn't accepting? Well, but it's also it's like, like, oh, babe, I want to try out photography. And she's like, hell no, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> How right. would you have felt, Joe? No, that's true. But <laughs> no, it, but it's also, you know, it, it, it's really cool because I know, like she's probably, I don't even, you know, like her perspective on me, watching me get into the, the weirdness that I get into when it comes down to oh, that. Oh, that shit's got to be great. <laughs> I uh, support you. Yeah. No, you do. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's awesome. It, yeah. it really is. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to shut this show down right now before we get into, you know what I mean? Listen. Hey, Tanya, what's, it, it <laughs> what got, is your viewpoint on this fucking guy? No, <laughs> Listen, no. It, it, no. it just got real quiet, and now I hear screeching again. <laughs> oh, I've heard it out there. I, I, I got worried for a second because it got quiet, and I was like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> no, I've, I've, I've heard some yelling out there already. So. We're going to open the door and show them. But Shelby's that was a like, hell of, that was like, that was I, awesome. I don't think we've ever had anybody on the podcast talk that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. This is probably what happens when I'm isolated from people. Oh, <laughs> I, I think her and Shelby will be great together. Oh, they would be They're awesome They're going to take together. over the podcast soon we, one day, We guys. are. We're going to make them do it, and you, you guys will just Yo, sit here y'all are going to kill it. We, we offered it to them tonight. We, you got two options. Tiny can come in here with Aaron and Joe, or... Shelby and Tiny can take over the podcast, and they both looked at each they other have. and they were like, "We need time to prep." <laughs> no, you, you guys would have you guys would have a blast. You just have to give us a topic. See, Aaron gave me a topic. You guys, yeah. you guys could figure it out because we're about out of time here. But this is thirty-one minutes already. You just took off. Yeah, you know what I mean. I took over. You did. <laughs> That's the thing. You and you and you and Shelby can just have that. You guys will be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll, be, It'll be, right. be fine. It was a lot of fun though. It'll be all right. Yeah. yeah, but I'm so glad we got to come on the podcast. You got to come on the podcast finally. Yes, finally. Thank you. I've been trying. You know, I, I would tell her to come on here, and she like wouldn't want to do it. She'd be like, I don't know what I don't know what I would say. I don't know what I would do. And I'd she be- came on here and killed it. And just yeah, isn't that hilarious? Listen, I would it's pay funny. big money to see you two disagree. Like that's got to be hilarious because you both are very opinionated people. I can tell we're yeah. very opinionated and very, uh, but very stubborn. respectful <laughs> at the same time, though. So I don't think it would get too heated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't you can't point the finger at me. He- heated. Okay, let me let me tell you something. <laughs> That's one of the reasons Does she why put you in timeout time too. That's, that's one of the reasons why I love her. You talk about spunk. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, he uh, he installed some buttons and he knows how to push them. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do get a little uh, amped up sometimes. Thanks for tuning it. in. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, but, uh, it is fun though. It is fun. You're yeah. a lot of fun. I yeah. try. I try. But no, yeah. thank you for coming on the show. This was, this sure. was awesome. We had a good yes, time. Yes, it was. It was yeah. fun. And you thank did you. good. Yeah. Thank you, me. JoJo. Hey, no, thank you, Aaron. It is all because of you. <laughs> he fed me, and, and and we got two shows out, knocked out today. We got child time, and the best thing about coming over here is we get to play with the kids, and then we get to leave. It's That's great. right, and then <laughs> yep. leave, leave them with us. <laughs> no, it's all good. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We are out of time here. Uh, appreciate everyone for listening, and please remember to share our podcast and follow it and subscribe to it and put some reviews on Apple Podcasts because I think they're the only people out there or podcast uh, site that allows you to do that. So please go ahead and put some reviews on there. Aaron's telling me to hurry up. No, you're tripping over your words. I am tripping over my words. And we will catch you next time. He's shy in front of Tanya. I am. Take care. Bye. (laughs)